Greetings in the name of Jesus. Uh, grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, it's good to see you, family of Christ. Uh, right behind me, I've got my uh, chapel office, so I thought I'd try to get outside today and uh, record this message for you. Uh, things are going well out here in Djibouti. Uh, lately, it's been in the uh, low to mid-80s, so it's been actually quite beautiful weather. Um, so. Uh, not to brag too much, but I just hear about all that snow and that coldness that you guys are dealing with. But, uh, but I'm excited for a lot of different things. For one, uh, in just a couple weeks, uh, January 31st, that will be the halfway point of my deployment here. And that means that I get to be back with you good people sometime probably in late June, early July. Uh, so I look forward to that opportunity, and uh, God has certainly been active here in terms of ministry and opportunities. And uh, we're going to be hearing some birds, by the way, today. Uh, so I do want to just tell you that it's been great, uh, and I'm excited that we're doing this sermon series on uh, to the ends of the earth. You know, just focusing on the fact that God has given to us an opportunity to go and to share the good news of Jesus with other people. And so today I get the topic of Samaria. Now, uh, Samaria is a, a place that uh, is north of Judea, right? Uh, if you want to look at kind of what Samaria really is, uh, many scholars point to Joseph and his brothers, right? You recall that story and the, the wonderful coat and how the brothers got jealous and they uh, wanted to kill him, but they decided to sell him into slavery instead. And so when you take all of those brothers, Manasseh and Ephraim, uh, they are the ones who are the root and lineage of those that would be known as Samaritans uh, out in Samaria. And, and so uh, there is intermarriage, there's racial stuff, there's political stuff, there's social, there's religious. Um, but by the time uh, of the New Testament, right, um, Samaria, uh, was, was a Samaria, Samaria and Jews in that relationship was very contentious and challenging. And so uh, our text today actually speaks about Jesus and the woman at the well, a Samarian, right? Um, and uh, I want to take some opportunity this morning to talk about why it is that we as uh, believers sometimes have trouble identifying with those who are around us, those who are different than we are. And it could be any number of things. It could be the fact that their skin color is different than ours, or it could be that they're not the same gender, they're not the same religion that we are. It could be that they're not from the same state or country, they're not part of the same political party, they don't root for the same sport teams, right? There's, there's sometimes in our life people that are part of our life that are very different from us. And I actually think that's a really good thing. Um, in my own life, I try to surround myself with people who see things very differently and think very differently than I do. Uh, there's a number of reasons for that. But in this particular instance, if we're looking at uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, right, that kind of circle, then what I want to focus on is the fact that our Judea, or I'm sorry, our Samaria, is really the fact that we live around a people, there are people in our lives that are not like us. And that may very well beg the question, why do we see things so differently? Why is it that, um, you know, some people don't root for the Chicago Cubs? I can't imagine what that would be, but, but it does happen. Um, so why is it the fact that, that people see things differently? And I think there's a number of reasons, right? Uh, where we're from, how we grew up, people talk about nature and nurture. Uh, but I think one of the best ways to look at it is, is that God has made us individually and wondrously. 
And because God has made us as individuals, we have an opportunity to do incredible and different things. And we don't have to all be the same. We don't all have to think the same. Uh, yet we do have the same one true God and his word. And so then that gives us an opportunity then uh, to proclaim that one true word to a world that is very different. And, and we can do so in a number of different ways. Um, I think that part of the reason why we see things so differently is because um, the way that we've been poured into and the ways that we have passions, we have individual perspectives, and we go and we study and we grow and we learn and we get challenged. You know, there's a reason why young people, especially in, in high school, right, to already start kind of um, maybe, if you will, acting out or, or bowing up against mom and dad. They're trying to figure things out. And you know what? Chances are we did the same thing. Um, but we hope that it doesn't end there, right? It's not enough to just be against something or to uh, not necessarily buy into a system that you've uh, always been told was true, but it's that critical thinking. But it's, it's driven by love, right? So ultimately, uh, my faith in God allows me, as I deal with people who see things very differently th from me, to try to share God's love with them. That doesn't mean that I will always agree with them or they're gonna agree with me, but this is such an important part of our faith to dialogue and to be salt and light, uh, especially for those who are connected to our lives and yet don't know Christ. So we have a purpose, we have a goal, we have an aim in our faith, and that is to be like Christ. And uh, I wanna say that this weary world absolutely positively needs that. And so uh, today, our text points us to the woman at the well. And much has been written and much has been said about this. You've probably heard this sermon preached a few different times. But I'll tell you that the woman at the well is a powerful story. And yes, it involves dynamics of Jew and Gentile. Yes, it involves dynamics of male and female. Yes, it involves dynamics of God and man. Yet, this is a story, I believe, that so well captures the spirit of what it means for us to hear about what it means to share our faith with those who are not like us, yet in our life. So when you look at this text, you can see that her brokenness and her sin is clear, right? There's this whole question that comes around. She's drawing water at the middle of the day. Chances are, because it's the hottest part of the day, the fewest number of people would be there, and so uh, there she is drawing water, minding her own business, and then this Jesus comes into her life. Much as those uh, in you, uh, your life and my life, we can be going about our regular business and God comes crashing in. And so she's there doing what she needs to do and this conversation unfolds. And of course, what happens? Uh, well, this is our father Jacob's well, right? And, uh, and so there's that whole clear distinction of Jew and Samaria. Uh, Samaritan. And so uh, as that unfolds, Jesus begins to ask her questions and she answers. <clears throat> and then he says, go and call your husband. And she says, well, I don't have one. And Jesus is like, you're right. You've had many and the guy you're with right now is not. Your husband, what you've said is quite true. And so I can only imagine in that moment how convicted she felt. The fact that Everybody makes fun of her. Everybody takes a run at her. Everybody calls her names. Everybody looks down at her. Uh, and, uh, and, and now there's just the latest person who's going to do that. Uh, and yet that's not what Jesus does. It isn't. 
He does not uh, sanction her sin. He doesn't tell her it's okay. He calls out sin for what it is, but then he also, in love, tells her that there's so much more, living water. And you and I are blessed to have living water in our lives. And living water is the word of God. Living water is the gospel of Jesus Christ, knowing that we are sinful, knowing that we are broken, and we are no better than that woman. We're no worse than that woman. We are all equal in God's sight. And so Jesus comes and he speaks a word, a word of truth to her, even though she may or may not have been ready to hear it or to engage, and yet Jesus acts and he works. Now I'm going to tell you that Jesus works through us. You, you may forget this at times. You may think it's all up to you and uh, uh, God isn't to be found, but that's not true. When you look at this whole sermon series, to the ends of the earth, what it means to faith share, what it means to uh, share Jesus with others, to give people a hope and a comfort, uh, it, you got to start somewhere. And, and for us, you know, we talk about starting in Jerusalem, right, our, our own home. Uh, we talk about going out to Judea, our neighborhood, Samaria, kind of those people that are around in our lives but not believers, right, in Jesus, and the ends of the earth. And I hope at Family of Christ that that's something that we, we don't just talk about doing, but we do it. And I hope that in your individual walk with God, it's not something you just talk about. It's something that you do. In my own life, there have been so many times I looked around at the community that I found myself in and thought, I'm not like these people. And usually not in a good way. Uh, what I mean by that is I felt that I was the outsider, that I was the one who didn't belong. And... Um, Thanks be to God that there were people in those communities who took time with me and um, not only cared about me as a human being, but shared their faith with me. And it made all the difference. I, I don't know if I would be a pastor today. I don't think I would be a chaplain today. I don't know where I would be in my life today were it not for those people who stopped and took a chance to talk to this foul-mouthed Hispanic boy out of Texas that um, was pretty angry at the world at that time. And yet, people did. They took that time. They were patient. They didn't just assume that they knew everything about me or my whole story. And I've tried really, really hard in my life and in my ministry to follow that same path, to know that there are people in my life who don't see it the same way. But that doesn't make them bad. Uh, what it does is it makes it uh, a challenge for me to be creative and to think about how God can be at work uh, through me to make a difference for these people. I'm not the Savior. Jesus has that job uh, locked down. But we do have an opportunity to join shoulder to shoulder and share the good news of Jesus with others. And that's what this sermon series is really all about. The fact that somebody has poured into you, that God has given you his spirit, he's given you tools and resources and abilities, and they blow me away. I am impressed by what you can do. And God then gives us an opportunity to take all those things that he's freely and lovingly given to us, and we give it to others, right? We use it in service to others. We use it in service to God. I will tell you that God changes us and he changes others. Uh, you know, this woman at the well, did you hear how she was talking by the end of the interaction with Jesus? How she went back to the town and said, let me tell you about a man who's told me anything I've ever done. And, and people believed. 
people wanted to know more because of her testimony. I believe that's true for you and for me also, that there are ways in which you and I can be part of God's kingdom to share the good news of Jesus. There's a passage uh, in Romans, it's a fairly well-known passage, about what it means to gospel share. I've got my notes right here, so I'm going to take a look real quick. There we go. Um, how then will they call upon the one uh, in whom they have not believed, and how are they to believe in him in whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Romans chapter 10, verses 14 and 15. You know, there's, there's beauty in that. There's truth in that. that. That God sends us. He sends us to go and to do. He sends us to go and to share. He sends us to go and to love. And sometimes that means sharing and caring and loving for people who aren't very lovable. Um, and who are doing something wrong in their life. And the most loving thing we can do is to come alongside them and say, that's not the best thing for you. That's not what God wants for you. And I'm not going to be the latest in a line of people to condemn you, but I am here to point you to God because he's made such a change in my life and I believe he'll make a change in your life also. I pray that God would give you a measure of his Holy Spirit. I hope this sermon series is convicting you just like it convicts me about what it means to actually walk our walk, what it means to share Jesus with others, and not in a judgmental way, not in a gotcha way, but in a way that's filled with compassion, love, and care. I want to thank you again, family of Christ, uh, for letting me um, record these messages and kind of join you for worship. Um, I know it's not ideal, but I thank God for the opportunity. I also thank you for letting me be a missionary out here in Africa, uh, sharing the good news of Jesus with service members. Uh, yeah, I do miss you. I miss my family. I miss Chewy's and Whataburger. Uh, but I miss all of you even more than any of that stuff. And so uh, we're in this together. I thank you for your love, your care, and your support. And I would ask you to continue to be the church. Uh, do great things in God's strength and make sure the love of God and the forgiveness that we have through Jesus is just flowing out of you and evident. So again, uh, God's peace be with you, and I'll rejoin you soon. God's peace. Bye.